Hello and welcome to another episode of the Secular Buddhism Podcast. This is episode number 86. I am your host, Noah Rochetta. Today I'm talking about listening to understand. Before I jump into that, keep in mind the Dalai Lama's advice to not use what you learned from Buddhism to be a Buddhist, use it to be a better whatever you already are. I had a recent experience where I was asked about my view or stance on a controversial topic. And in that moment, I felt a sense of hesitation on my part in deciding how to answer. And this experience got me thinking about the nature of the question. Uh, was this being asked in order to truly gain a better understanding of my views? Or was it just a test of some sort to see what team I'm on? Now imagine for a moment any of the hot topics of the day. It could be political questions like, what are your views on immigration? What is your stance on gun control? Moral or ethical questions like, what do you think of abortion? Are you a vegetarian? Why do you eat meat? Uh, or existential questions like, do you believe in God? Uh, what do you think happens when we die? And of course, we can't leave out the hot uh, topic of, of the season, you know, what are your thoughts about the Christmas classic, Baby, It's Cold Outside? Now, as I thought about the specific question that I was being asked, it occurred to me, like I said, that perhaps I was being subjected to a test. Was this question just a simple assessment of whether or not I'm on team us or team them? And this got me thinking, how often are we making these assessments against others? Uh, for me, how often am I really listening to understand? Now, I mentioned before in a previous podcast episode, episode 73, uh, titled What Moves Us? The Five Core Social Motives, with the first one, number one, being belonging. Uh, that is to say that uh, one of the core social motives is to make an assessment of belonging, I'm trying to determine whether I belong. I need to decide what team you're on uh, and uh, can you, you know, can you see how this plays out if we're all doing this assessment all the time? Um, do you do this in your own life? I do this all the time and I think we all do. And some topics are more sensitive than others. I know for me, um, it, it centers a little bit more around like religious affiliation or or more clearly, I'm trying to determine the level of religious dogmatism or fundamentalism that one possesses, and that'll hit a sensitive nerve for me. Um, so I think it stems from the fact that I tend to feel like uh, that is a particular team that I no longer belong to, a team that often gives off this vibe of, hey, you're a traitor, you were one of us, and now you're not. Um, or you're a weak person because you've lost your faith or I don't know anything along those lines. So it seems easy for me that when it comes to religious topics or, or questions of a religious nature, I catch that I'm generally listening to assess for belonging rather than listening to try to understand. Um, and that's just something that I've noticed about myself. Again, what we're trying to do with all of this as a practice is internalize it. You know, you take all this information that you're hearing on the podcast, and this is about you saying, okay, well, how does this apply to me? In what areas of my life am I struggling to listen to understand? 
Now, I want to emphasize that um, we're hardwired to do this for survival reasons. Back in the old days, the evolutionary days, if we weren't good at this simple assessment, it, it could have meant the difference between life and death. In other words, I'm not saying that this is a bad thing that we do. I'm just saying it's not the most skillful way to communicate around these difficult topics when we're all playing the game of just trying to see uh, what side we're each on. And then we ostracize or invalidate the other view or the other opinion so quickly. Now, it's unfortunate, but I think in our culture, we've, we've been taught to avoid talking about controversial topics because it makes both sides too upset. It makes people uncomfortable uh, to talk about it. We end up getting car carried away by the aversion that we have to the discomfort of these emotions that arise when we're talking about these things. When instead, we should be focusing on uh, learning how to have skillful conversations about difficult topics. Now, I get that you can't change other people. This isn't about you know, convincing someone else to be better at talking about difficult topics that are controversial for them. This is about you deciding uh, and learning, can I personally become better at having skillful conversations around the difficult topics? Um, how do we do that? Well, first, we need to learn to listen to understand. And when we're seeking to understand, it's important to know that we're not trying to debate the, the validity of another person's view or their opinion or their, or their belief. We're just trying to gain a bigger picture. And Thich Nhat Hanh says, understanding is love's other name. And I really like that quote. I've mentioned it uh, before in another context where... Uh, he talks about how the more we understand, the more we love, and the more we love, the more we understand. I think that's something important to keep in mind. I think one of the more the most powerful things that we can do individually to become better at having skillful conversations around difficult topics is first to recognize that we're not experts at everything. I, I, I don't understand why uh, we all feel the need to be experts at everything. Uh, all of I do. I think everyone does. And in reality, there are very few things that we are experts in. You know, perhaps the it could be your career or something that you spent a considerable considerable amount of time learning. That's your area of expertise. But then there are so many other areas that are not your area of expertise. And for me, I know when someone asks me to talk about my views on, I don't know, say immigration as an example, it's like, well, why would you want to know what my opinion is? I mean, sure, I have one and, and I feel, I may feel strongly about my opinion, but that by no means makes me an expert on the topic. My view or my opinion may be wrong, uh, no matter how right it feels to me. And wouldn't it be nice if we all carried that uh, attitude, that a little bit of wiggle room that you know, my view may not be the right view. Um, in my personal practice with Buddhism, I'm constantly trying to understand myself. Why do I do what I do? Why do I believe what I believe? Why do I not believe what I don't believe? And uh, to view things the way that I view them. Uh, I understand that um, I am the product of my, of the societal views that I grew up with, with all my past experiences and uh, the opinions that arise out of all of this, uh, 
but that doesn't mean that, that they're right. It doesn't mean that they're better than other views or other opinions. And I try to keep that in mind um, to acknowledge that there may be better views or better opinions out there. In fact, that's why, that's why I am where I am with my views, because at one point I uh, measured or analyzed the views that I had with other views and thought, oh, these other views seem to make more sense to me. So I shifted and evolved. And, and that's led me to this current moment in space and time where the collective views and opinions that I have are the ones that I have. But to become stagnant, think, oh, well, now I got them all. This is, no, you know, it continues to evolve and I'm continually assessing my views and my ideas to other views and other ideas. Um, so uh, there may be better views out there and, um, and I want to hear about those. Uh, I want to listen to other views and understand them more. A and I, I want to be clear about this, that this, this doesn't mean that we're tolerating or condoning harmful views, harmful ideas, harmful opinions. Um, but I think we can learn to engage more skillfully with opinions that we don't like, opinions that we disagree with. But again, this whole process really starts with us. So this this episode uh, of Are We Listening to Understand, it's, it's an invitation to ourselves. But I think it also turns into an invitation um, to assess how others are listening to ourselves. Um, you know, if, if somebody comes to me and they're asking me a question that's on a hot topic, and I get the sense that they they want to understand my view. I I would happily sit and discuss it and and have a uh, a civil conversation about a difficult topic. I think that would be relatively easy, but it would be very difficult if I sense that that person uh, is not listening to understand. They're they're listening to assess and listening to decide whether or not I am one of them or I am the enemy. You know, if I'm on the other team, and if that's the case. I, I, I personally feel like, well, what's the point of playing that game? The moment I make it clear to you that I'm on the other team, now sure, I, I'm going to stand firm about specific views and, and ideas that I hold, but uh, there may be instances or circumstances where I think, well, I don't think you need to hear my view on this because it's just my view and that's it. And we don't really need to get into it. You're just going to view me as your enemy if I elaborate on this. So why elaborate on it? Let's just, or, or the other thing that, that I'll do often is, uh, be honest and say, I don't know. I mean, I have, I, I feel like it could be this or that, but the truth is I don't know. So I'm, I, I'm open. Um, and that creates space for the person who's assessing you to think, okay, well, you know, then I can, I, I can discuss this more with them. Uh, and you can develop your strategy, see what works with you and what works with different people. I mean, this, this is different with friends than it is with family, different with close family, like uh, a spouse or a partner than it is with maybe a distant cousin or something. But uh, again, I think the, the invitation here or the challenge for this week uh, is to notice what is your default style of listening? Are you listening to understand um, or are you defending your opinion, perhaps with more zeal and more energy than may be skillfully required uh, for the the goal that you're trying to achieve? You know, what if the goal of our conversations was to understand each other rather than to uh, figure out who's more right than the other or how I'm going to convince you to view the world like me? 
Um, so again, those were just the ideas I wanted to share around this topic. Um, but the next thing I wanted to share is kind of a, an, an item of news. Uh, and that is, in the past, I've done these trips to uh, Uganda, humanitarian mindfulness trips. I've done two of them. Um, and then I took a break. I, uh, rather than planning to do another one, I, I held off because I, I've had in, in the works this uh, tentative idea to do a trekking mindfulness trip to Nepal. And I'm excited to announce that that is now officially going to happen November 15th of 2019. So we're still 10 months out. There's plenty of time to think about this. Uh, but what I want to do is uh, an adventure trekking slash mindfulness retreat. Now, why Nepal? Uh, Nepal has a lot of significance for Buddhism. It's uh, where the, the Buddha was born. Uh, what is today Nepal. Back then it was India. Um, there are uh, many temples and pilgrimage type sites. Um, but what I what I want to do is actual trekking. Uh, Nepal is is world famous for its trekking. And one of the one of the regions there is called the Annapurna Range. And so what I'm uh, proposing uh, to put together, and if any of you are interested, keep listening is a 15-day itinerary where we would start in Kathmandu and and then we would do a 15-day uh, trek. Uh, every day we uh, trek to a new little town where we, where we stay and um, this would be part mindfulness, uh, a, a part mindfulness retreat where every morning there would be medita group meditation, guided meditation, silent meditation, plenty of walking meditation because that's what we're doing all day. We would be having uh, group discussions around uh, really deep concepts of, of getting to know ourselves um, and having the time to put it into practice because you may discuss a deep concept and it's okay, let's walk for an hour and really think about this and then pause and imagine just sitting there and talking about these things and glancing over and there's Mount Everest or you know, the other incredible mountains on the Annapurna Range. I think would be a really neat experience. It's something I've wanted to do for a long time. Um, so it, it'll be a small group. I'm going to cap this at probably 13 to 14 individuals. And we would spend 15 days together trekking through Nepal, talking about mindfulness and Buddhism and deep concepts and just seeing and experiencing the incredible culture of Nepal. Um, you know, seeing ancient Buddhist temples and all the cool things that we're going to see there. So I've put that together with a really neat outfitter group that's based in Nepal. We've been talking for oh, just over a year now, um, and it's going to be an incredible trip. Now, I don't have all the details ready to publish yet, but for now, you can visit mindfultrekking.com to, to learn the, the most basic details of the trip. I will be updating that site next week with more details with the full itinerary so you can see the schedule from day one through day 15. But for now, you can go there. And if you're interested, uh, enter your email address. That way I have it and I can send you the uh, notification when all the details are there and it's actually open to register. It's going to be a really cool trip. So if you didn't get the chance, if you went to Africa, awesome. If you didn't get the chance to do any of our Africa trips, this would be a really fun one. This trip is uh, geared for the average person 
average level of fitness to be able to complete it. There are plenty of ups and downs. We'll never go higher than 6,000 feet in elevation. Um, so there's not, uh, it's, it's not an intense trek, uh, but just keep in mind there are plenty of ups and downs and stairs that you would have to navigate over the course of these 15 days. Um, so if you had bad knees, that might be a consideration. Or, um, But the average person with the average level of fitness uh, would be able to complete this. So check that out, mindfultrekking.com. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, like always, uh, share it with others, write a review, give it a rating in iTunes. Uh, you can join the online community, uh, which I, I'm actually in the process of making a pretty big shift and change with this. I'll announce that in a future podcast episode. Um, if you want to make a donation to support the work I'm doing with the podcast, you can visit secularbuddhism.com and click the donate button. Uh, but that's all I have for now. And I, I look forward to recording another podcast episode soon and giving you more details about the, uh, the mindfulness retreat and trekking in Nepal. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.